We're going to have a conversation about 2022, the year in music. And full disclosure, I'm out of the loop on a bunch of this stuff, but Sarah isn't. She's got a bunch of the music ready to go. So you'll know what it is that we're talking about. There's more than just music to talk about. Uh, we'll also talk about tickets and tours and all the rest of that stuff with Eric Alper. Um, Eric, we've had before. He's a freelance music publicist and a serious XM host and a good friend of the show. Eric, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Oh, happy to do it, especially that you can squeeze me in in between your massive vacation <laughs> schedule. I mean, how many days have you worked so far this year? Four? It's four or five. five. Four, it depends yeah. how you break it down. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so listen, Eric, 2022, the year in music, um, who wins? If there's one artist that you say, hey, 2022 belong to, what's the name that comes to mind? I'm going to say either Bad Bunny or Taylor Swift. So let's just do Bad Bunny okay. because a lot of people may not know exactly you know, who he is. You know what we'll do? He, Sarah yeah. has, I've never heard any Bad Bunny music, oh, but okay, great. Sarah, play us a little Bad Bunny so we know who we're talking about here. Okay, that's Bad Bunny. What song is that, Sarah? I'm not even going to try to say the name. So what's the deal? He he's he sings in Spanish, right, Eric? He is. He is actually the first Spanish artist to have not just one number one album on the Billboard album list, but his brand new album that came out this year hit number one as well. And in fact, it just didn't break all sorts of records, but it stayed in the top two position, either number one or number two, for six straight months. And when people talk about, you know, a shrinking world, when people talk about the internet was going to bring everybody a little bit closer, Bad Bunny is exactly the kind of artist that can truly usher a shift in global pop music where you do have Latin artists that's not just singing and performing and having um, Spanish customers or ticket sales. Um, it's pretty much everybody that loves pop music is into Bad Bunny. In fact, he had the highest grossing tour by a Latin artist in history, over $240 million so far this year, wow. with a little bit more to go. So he is definitely one of the big ones this year. He's your guy. We got the new Taylor Swift. Sarah, do you have the new Taylor Swift? I don't know if I've even heard it. Okay. Slick, highly produced, classic Taylor Swift. Uh, didn't she own every single spot on the top <laughs> ten at one point, Eric? She did. She became the first artist <laughs> in music history to own the entire top ten on the Billboard Hot 100, breaking Drake's record of nine, and he broke the Beatles' record of the first five. But that's what happens when you're Taylor Swift. Is anything you do or say makes big news. In fact, you know, including kind of breaking Ticketmaster when she announced yes. her her tour this year. She announced 52 dates. All of them went on sale at the same time. 13 and a half million people tried to get tickets. Only 1 million of them were supposed to be on there, but the other 12 million just didn't care. That's how much she wanted. They wanted to get tickets for her. And her brand new album, Midnight, is continuing to break records and is still the number one album after seven weeks on the chart. Another guy, and uh, I know Sarah loves this guy, Henry Styles is a big, big favorite around here. What do you got, Sarah? Because he, he had some ridiculous run. What's, is this that song, Sarah? What's it called? This is As It Was. As It Was, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, sounds like Henry Styles. Uh, listen, Eric, he was another one. He that song didn't it like basically be number one for most of the year. Yeah, pretty much. It, it stayed in the top three on the Hot 100 for 27 weeks, which is a music industry right 27 weeks. I mean, look, when people talk about like, oh, this generation, you know, can't keep their eyes or their, their mind on anything. They're all full of AD&D. Well, explain that, you know, how a song like that, um, it was the fastest song in music history to reach a billion streams online and 900 million and 800 700, 600, 500, 400, 300, 200, and 100 million. So it was a pretty big song. And in fact, when he was headlining tours around the world, he sold out 15 straight shows at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Only the third artist in history to sell that many out wow. right away. So, yeah, he was just not in music. He was also in movies. He was everywhere on the TV and one of the nicest, kindest, sweetest guys and an ally for the LGBTQIA community. So, gotta love Harry Styles. And super handsome, Eric. Don't forget super handsome. Oh, incredibly good. <laughs> oh, you know what? Dude, I, if, if he makes me feel like this, I can only imagine what he makes the women feel like. I and know, I'm right? a heterosexual. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing it all. No question about it. But you mentioned the fact that he sold out all those shows at MSG. Um, 2022 was promised to be the year that live music returned, and we all got to go to concerts again. I went to a few. It looks like it happened, right? There were some big, big tours, too. Yeah, you know, it depends on where you were um, and and who you were seeing. If you were under the age of 30 and your artist was around that age, you probably didn't even notice that there was a global pandemic going on still to this day. Um, if you were artists that tend to be in the folk world or roots or classical or global music um, or blues, you had a little bit of trouble this year because not only were older people kind of very comfortable staying at home even today, um, but financially they didn't want to spend $500 on a ticket to some shows. Um, so it, it, it depends on where you were, but certainly um, Live Nation revealed this week that they had $2.5 billion worth of ticket sales um, through their company this year, marking the biggest amount in years. So, yeah, I guess you can say it's back, but it's just a little bit of skepticalism. There's, you know, still a lot of artists that are getting COVID and forcing to cancel shows and things like that, but hopefully it'll generate, you know, more positiveness next year and crossing fingers for the Bruce Springsteen tour to come our way. That's the ones I wanted to ask you about. Taylor Swift, Bruce Springsteen, uh, and we know it caused all kinds of problems for fans dealing with Ticketmaster with new ways of pricing. With They had to shut down Taylor Swift. Have we got to a point, I mean, where are we going to do with selling tickets to tours, Eric? Because it's just not working. I'm not one to go back and want to line up in the middle of the night in front of a record store anymore, as fun as that was. Um, we're going to do nothing. We're going to complain. We're going to accept the fact that surge pricing is now a part of it. The artists have now agreed with one another that they are going to be charging whatever they want, and they don't want to leave money on the table, and they certainly don't want scalpers to get that money. So you're seeing surge pricing because, as Bruce Springsteen said a couple of days ago, you know, why should the scalpers get 
you know, the the money on the secondary mm-hmm. tickets. He's going to charge what those tickets are worth. And maybe it's about time that these artists realize that maybe they've been undervaluing what their tickets are. If Beyonce's tickets in the first row are going for $10,000, well, then sell them for $10,000. And I'm sorry for people who want to complain, but that's just the way it is. We see surge pricing in airlines. We see them now in food and grocery stores. We see surge pricing in cars and automobile manufacturers. It, it, it could be just about time that, you know, the days of $50 tickets might be long gone. Wow. Oh, wow. That's not good. Um, one of the highlights, I think probably the, well, certainly one highlight, maybe two highlights for me this year for the year in music came uh, out of tragedy, unfortunately, the, the untimely passing of Taylor Hawkins, but it led to two star-studded, massive spectacles of rock and roll that we just don't see anymore. Where will those concerts live in rock and roll history? I think probably right up there with some of the best, um, you know, because it wasn't necessarily so much a charity event um, uh, that would have probably put it over the top with like Live Aid or, or definitely yeah. up there. But certainly, you know, his passing was an absolute shock and a surprise that just rocked the entire music industry. Yeah, it was, and just bringing those kind of acts together, spanning generations, really, Eric. I mean, we went back to the, you know, we had Blondie, and I mean, all kinds of going back from the seventies right through to today. It was really, oh, yeah. you just don't yeah, see you that had anymore. Queen and Van Halen yeah. and Jack Black and Rush and uh, Miley Cyrus and Joan Jett and Level Forty Two. It was, it, I mean, that's just, I mean, first of all, that's just not just the power of Taylor Hawkins, but that's the power of Dave Grohl that yeah, he can absolutely. actually pick up the phone and and you know when. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're nice, usually, um, you know, you kind of get what people are willing to give you, and they were willing to open up their hearts and their time to uh, to make those shows happen. Uh, we saw a lot of artists in recent years selling off their catalog and making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and doing it. Bruce Springsteen, one of them. It looks like um, there's an effort to try and find other ways of getting in front of audiences, too. I'm sure you saw where Springsteen's interview with Howard Stern made it onto yeah. HBO. Um, the Stones talked about releasing a special concert video movie thing coming up fairly soon. It seems like they're exploring other ways rather than just tours and putting out songs. They're, they're getting into other forms of media. I guess they always have, but is that, is that a, a new effort we're seeing from some of our veteran rockers? Yeah, especially because unless you sell your catalog and you get your royalty checks, you're seeing the minuscule amounts that Spotify and YouTube and other streaming services are. Um, So what they're trying to do is figure out, well, what's my brand and what it's worth elsewhere? That's where you saw a whole slew of music autobiographies come out, including Bono from U2, who said that he would never write one. He wrote one this year. So I think artists are going to be looking to online concerts like Bob Dylan did earlier this Mm -hmm. year where and BTS where you charge $25 and you have an exclusive, you know, 16 camera high definition shoot of a concert that, you know, won't live online and won't be on DVD or anywhere else. If you miss it, you miss it. And I think that's where it's going to go. But certainly, you know, these artists that are you know, in their 60s, 70s, 80s that are looking to get a big chunk of money knowing that their legacy is sealed, like Fleetwood Mac or Neil Young or um, Bob Dylan or Bruce Springsteen, they want that money right now. And, you know, this way, you know, maybe... Maybe their kids don't argue about it and, and have legal battles um, like they did with Prince when he was left without a will. So at least now, you know, all of the kids and families forevermore will know exactly how much money they're getting. Will, in five years from now, will, will we be talking about anybody who 
broke through in 2022? Was there a new act that emerged that kind of, hey, watch this one. This is going to be uh, 2025's Harry Styles or Drake or Taylor Swift. If, if, if I was a betting person, I would absolutely put all of my chips on this kid named Sam Fender, who is opening up for Bruce Springsteen on the UK dates. He is, to some people over there, the new rock and roll Shakespeare. Oh. And he's got a brand new album that's live out in next week. I don't even work with him, but I saw him at Oceaga, not knowing a single thing about him. By the end of the 40-minute set, um, I was shell-shocked. It was I mean, he's got a saxophone player. He plays rock and roll. He is probably the greatest new artist I've seen maybe in 20 years. So I'm putting everything on Sam Fender for 2023. Awesome. Okay, Sam Fender. Going to look into that one. Eric, as always, thank you so much for being here, sir. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.